Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as I do my part to introduce you to the artists and designers that bring our favorite beers, breweries, and now this special edition, Aluminum Cans to Life. This week's artist is something truly unique, something we've not seen before, something that we've not featured before, Noah Deleta. We learned of Noah through our, our crew who went down to Tampa Beer Week. want to give another shout-out to my boy Mitesh, who's been a huge supporter of the project. You know, if you're not following along with Mitesh, let's give him you know, all those huge likes, all that huge traffic that we always you know, drive up from the show. But uh, Mitesh is just a, a great guy. He's in the local area. He's been a huge supporter. If you want to uh, you know, follow along with him on the IG, it's uh, Dr. Mitesh Trividia. D-R-M-I-T-E-S-H-T-R-I-V-E-D-I. Yeah, great guy. Went down to Tampa Bay Beer Week. I was jealous as hell. So he saw Noah's work. So we needed to you know, follow up with him, and we did. And uh, we made it happen. So it's a great episode because, as you'll learn shortly, Noah truly is living the 16-ounce canvas life. He brings aluminum cans to life through hand sculptures. They're beautiful. It's powerful. It's amazing to see what is possible. It really defines you know, what can be done, you know, limitations and thoughts. And it's just uh, it's a wonderful experience. I do say wonderful a lot in the episode. I did realize that several times, but it's it's beautiful, unique, it's engaging, it's awe-inspiring, it really has a great message. Talk about bringing beauty out of something so simple. And it's just uh, it's something I hope you'll follow along with his you know, Instagram, follow along with, with what Noah's doing. And I think that's definitely, you know, really, it's just, uh, it's a really, it's a visual experience that I think that you will hopefully, you know, take it upon yourself to engage upon in. Noah Deleda is N-O-A-H-D-E-L-E-D-D-A. And it's, uh, yeah, can denting artist does not do it justice. But the episode is a good one, and we hope you'll enjoy it. It's episode 106, which is crazy. 106 amazing episodes, 106 amazing gifts that we're happy and blessed to share with all of you. So this past week, I had a great bucket list experience. We're always introducing folks to, to new music, to new experiences, and you know we try to limit the rambling you know as much as possible. But at times, I have the, the gift for gab. So work brings me to Tennessee occasionally, a few times a year if I'm blessed. Um, the experience was kind of shitty. To most of the, the trip was flying into Knoxville. We got rerouted at the 11th hour in flight right before about to land at Chattanooga. Couldn't get back to Knoxville for three to four hours. Missed several meetings. But um, you know, it's a beautiful drive if you ever have the chance to drive from Knoxville to Nashville. On uh, this scenario, I was driving from Chattanooga to Nashville, so it was really nice. You know, my SPF 100 skin, you know, I was I was pink. Looked like I got a little 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 color. That's what we call it when you're uh, when you're a good Irish Catholic and your skin, you know, looks like uh, Elmer's glue. So we we did that. Um, it was a few of the clients, you know, mentioned uh, my, my quote unquote tan. But anyway, 
uh, I knew I was coming to town, so I reached out to Lila Hall at Yazoo. And unfortunately, um, she was unable to, to meet, but she said, you know, I should stop by the tap room and, you know, meet the team. And so after my meetings, uh, I headed over there and, you know, had a few of the wonderful sour beers that were there. I got a flight of all three of them, and they were just exceptional. So while I'm sitting there, I hear the bartender talking to somebody else there, another patron or staff member about the Tours, having a, another show that night at the you know, Third Man Records, which is Jack White's music label. I knew 100% that I was not going to be able to get a ticket, that it was going to be extremely difficult. But you know, and I, I had originally planned to go see Dark Star Orchestra. I always check the music when I'm in town. I've had really great luck. I've seen Fish there, and actually saw Tran Anastasio play with the Tennessee uh, orchestra, but as I, you know, I digress. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go there. I, it's small enough. I knew it was an intimate enough show, and they rock so hard that I hoped that, you know, at the very least, I'd be able to hang outside. So I checked into my hotel. Mad, you know, Mad loved a hotel tonight. Who hooked me up with a Bode Hotel, B-O-D-E Hotel, really killer. So check in. They give, uh, you know, a complimentary beer, which I grabbed a, a bearded iris which you haven't checked out, you know, uh, yeah, please do. So grabbed my bearded Irish, got my Uber, headed over to the third man. You know, they didn't, they, I asked if they had tickets. They kind of laughed at me. So I waited outside. I'm enjoying this. You know, I can hear some stuff. You know, there's new new songs out. They haven't played together almost a decade. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. This beer's good. And, you know, the security guy was was real chill. We're just talking, listening to what we can hear. It's, it's muffled. Uh-huh. And this guy comes out of the, the venue and he looks just really like pissed off and he's talking to his phone and blah, 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 like just talking about how important he was and you know nonsense. Now you're, you're foreshadowing this. I'm I am shitting on this guy. He was definitely like, huh. so I just said, like, how is this guy so grumpy? Like, what the hell's going on? And as he's talking on his phone again, I'm, like, I'm so important. Blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. You know, his Uber comes up or his car pulls up, and I'm like, this guy's fucking leaving this show. Like, what is going on? So I'm like, eh, I'm going to ask this dude. Let's see what happens. So I just say, uh, excuse me, sir. I was just wondering, could I have your ticket? So he grabs into his pocket, you know, grumpy Comadina, and, you know, hooks it up, gives me his ticket. I go on the show. I probably miss about a third of the show. Who knows? Maybe a quarter. Who knows? Maybe half, you know, whatever. Got in the show and it was wonderful. I mean, they're a bucket list. Like they're right up there. Them the Black Keys, who I'm hoping to get to see this year. And so it was. I mean, there was maybe a few. There were several hundred people there. I'm not sure how big the the space was. It definitely seemed like a fire hazard, but you know what, what have you. Um, and they're special because my my late brother uh, in law Scott uh, introduced me to them. Uh, uh, Consolers of the Lonely, when I was on my way, he drove me to the airport one of the first times I uh, lived in the Netherlands. And he, you know, we listened to the record the whole way. He was a huge man, but he was very quiet and soft-spoken. And, you know, it was just a really, I don't know, it was a record we both we both connected to it pretty quickly, you know, and I, we just, you know, listen. I think we listened to it front to back the whole way to the airport. And every time I hear that record, it reminds me of being in Rotterdam, I probably listened to that record for, you know, six weeks straight every day, every morning walking, you know, a mile or a mile and a half to the office. You know, it makes it, it brings, you know, has these visual moments, has these emotional feelings to me. It's, it's so great. It's such a good record. Uh, 
And so to get to see them at you know, at Third Man in Nashville after what was an awful you know day and a half um, was just killer. So I hope that your week was you know had had a special moment like that. You know I hope that you had you know something cool happen to you. You know we're looking forward to having some you know more of those moments over the you know next week as we head to London. But um, you're listening to episode 106. This is the 16-ounce canvas, 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My name is AJ Kierens. Please get in touch, AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. We'd love to hear from you if you're an artist or just you have an art, you know, or, or a brewery that we should be checking out. You know, please get in touch. But without further ado, another special episode. This one reminds me of the episode that we did very early on with Max Toth. Uh, excuse me, Max Toth uh, with Black Hog Brewery here in Connecticut. And he was, uh, you know, he's a, a fine artist, you know, by trade. And it just, the way they discuss things, it reminds me how Noah explains the, his art and his process. And it really resonates with me and it just makes for a really great episode. So without further ado, here it is. Episode 106 right here on the 16-ounce canvas. You guessed it, folks. We are the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. I'm very excited to have with us today sculptor extraordinaire from Tampa, Florida, Noah Deletta. Thank you so much, Noah, for joining us. Noah is actually one of our probably most unique guests we've had to date because his canvas, what he uses for sculpture, is actually the you know the 16-ounce cans. So we've uh, we've been following along for a while, and... You know, a lot of our friends were down at Tampa Beer Week and, you know, went to one of your exhibits. So really just uh, really excited to have you, you know, kicking off uh, Season 10 for us, Noah. Hey, thanks, Alex. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to talk with you. Excellent. Yeah, I want to give a quick plug to my buddy Mitesh, uh, you know, who was saying, you know, he's a big supporter of the project and he was the, the one who kind of was, you know, been nudging me to, to, I think he introduced me to your work and then he, you know, met you down there and said, he said nothing but good things, man. So you have the bar set pretty high. You have a doctor recommending <laughs> you. So so no no pressure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So again, if um, you know, normally like for folks listening at home, you know, normally we have the people who do labels, but you really need to check out Noah's work. You know, if you go to his website, uh, YouTube, or even uh, his Instagram, you can really see what we're talking about here. It's I know today we won't do it justice. It's really something completely unique completely special and it's you know hand sculpting you know cans and it's beautiful it's mind-blowing it's has this symmetry and these patterns and it's really powerful you know it's noah deletta n-o-a-h deletta d-e-l-e-d-d-a and that's really consistent across it's at com youtube instagram yeah, he's probably on a few other the you know the social sites, and you can you know there's great videos on YouTube that you know show the process, and so trust the process. So there we go, Noah. Let's uh, so let's talk, man. I like I said, your stuff. I, I yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it does have kind of a unique uh, appearance, although there's there's kind of an irony within the appearance of, of the unique nature of it. Because it's something that is actually very common. Uh, I'm sure you and your listeners have all you know you you drink a uh, you drink a beer or you use a can and and you toss it or you might even kind of crush it before you throw it away. Uh, 
And that's literally the basis of my work. So it's supposed to actually reflect something that's very ordinary. Uh, but then the outcome is supposed to be something that's, that has a, a, a unique, uh, a unique appearance. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. And if you, like I said, if you, there's a, the, some of the videos, which are just, you know, they're great. And I, I think that's why I, I, you know, when you're, you're voicing over it and talking about it, you know, the through sculpture, creating something unique out of an ordinary object. And I think that's really, I think it's really beautiful because I think a lot of, you know, there's so many metaphors for life and you can make from that. But the fact that something that gets thrown away or tossed aside, you know, you're able to, you know, kind of give it its, its second life or a set, you know, rebirth and in this new beautiful Phoenix, you know, type of a, you know, scenario. So yeah, I really, uh, I'm, I'm really wowed by the whole thing. Thanks. Yeah. And it's, I think that that kind of illustrates the power of art to have that capability to, that, that the transformative power of art um, because the method, the object of course is, is overtly familiar. It's something that we're all exposed to on such a high level that, you know, it, you know we just accept this object uh, it can almost become background noise uh, because it's so common. Uh, but the method itself is also based on on that very common thing. It's it's I call it it's an interpretation of the of the purchase, use, and disposal of this object. So the cans that I use are are store bought. They're just ordinary aluminum cans, and then the method that I use to transform them also reflects that process. So uh, I use the, the scratch is the, is the first transformative uh, part of the process. Uh, and, and it's the way that it's carried out. So I use repetition and refinement uh, to scratch repeatedly uh, in a manner that that progressively refines the surface, uh, and it it reveals the it reveals and polishes the surface, re revealing this you know, bright, uh, reflective, beautiful material. Uh, and then the process of, of forming the shapes is literally it's just done by hand, the same way that you would you know grasp a can and squeeze it and. Uh, so there's there's nothing extraordinary about the process, uh, except for the result. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you're you're you're. Uh, I think that I think that's the power of it. I think the fact that you're not only are you able to make it come to life, you're able to speak about it in a way that's relatable and connects, you know, to people. And I think that that mantra or that you know philosophy of life, you know, bringing that to your art, I think that's what makes it even more powerful. You know, you could easily just post these, you know, as pieces, but, you know, you let people into your process and you explain what you're trying to do. And again, folks, you, this is, I would say of all the episodes, this is one you need to visually listen to while looking at it, you know, so we probably will need to figure a way in the future to do some sort of video together, but uh, I'll have to come to Florida and visit, you know, so that's what I'll have to do, but Anytime, you're, you're always welcome. <laughs> all right, all right, man. So let's take a step back. We kind of tease folks. They're checking out your cans yeah, and uh, looking at what, what you're up to. 
you know, what's the, you know, what's the Noah story? How did you, you know, how did you find your love for, for sculpting and art? You know, take us back down, uh, you know, memory lane. Let's, uh, this is where you yeah. kind of, I just kick my feet back up and just let you talk, take over. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, I've, I've been into art and practicing art since I was a little kid. Uh, it's something that I was, that I was always fascinated by. And, and I was encouraged by family and friends to, to pursue, uh, you know, it started out with drawing, you know, just like, you know, just like any kid is exposed to, you know, you got crayons and, you know, you draw stuff and you know, it started, you know, just like it does for a lot of people. Uh, you know, it was very intrigued by animation, um, uh, computer graphics, uh, stuff like uh, uh, printing, printmaking, painting, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I went on throughout high school. Uh, I, I've actually uh, pretty much self-taught uh, and I became a serious oil painter in the in the early 2000s, uh, which which is which is what I was at the time. I discovered this this idea of sculpting aluminum cans, uh, and that idea came about by accident. Actually, uh, just after <laughs> after drinking uh, after having a drink and having nothing to do for for an hour or two, I, I had kind of just fiddled with the can. I had, I'd crunched it up and I kind of just made this like a random observation, I guess that, that, that the denting could, could kind of facilitate, uh, you know, an artistic process. Uh, it started, it was started out as just like a little, just a little idea. Um, and I, I just made a mental note like, Hey, you know, try this again next time, you know, next time you have a drink. Uh, and so I did, uh, and then I did it again and again, uh, it, it started out, it started out fairly simple and it started to, to grow in complexity and it started to get more and more interesting. Uh, and it went on that way for years. Uh, and like I said, at the time I was an oil painter, um, so it was something I did just for fun. Uh, it was something I would actually do kind of as a, as a relaxation, kind of a meditation uh, thing throughout the day. I would take a break and kind of and dent up a can. Uh, and I say it was kind of a meditation because it's something I do with both hands. So uh, I think the, the act of using both hands is in a, in, in my opinion, it, it, when you use both hands to do something uh, in concert together, uh, you use both. I think you use both sides of your brain, or you use more of your, of your brain. Um, and so it, it becomes something that's uh, it's just a satisfying exercise. And uh, it went on for years, uh, really just as a casual thing. So it, it progressed to the point to where, um, to where I decided to, 
to really focus on it. And I ended up um, basically, you know, quitting painting and, and, and focusing on the sculpture as a, as my top level, um, you know, artistic expression. I switched my studio over to, to do it and really focused on, you know, refining it and presenting it as, as art. Uh, and I guess that was about, it was in about 2011 that, that I, that I started doing that, um, about 2015. So, about four years ago um, is when it really started to, when it really started to take shape, uh, no pun intended. Uh, and, and since then it's been, it's been a, you know, a, a growing, uh, growing thing is it, it gets more and more exposure and, and the technique itself uh, grows and becomes more polished. Uh, kind of brings us to date all, all brought you to this point man right that was what it was right yeah yeah <laughs> you know i i what, what i mean i think that um the fact that, i mean the fact that it's done by hand and the, i mean and we love I, I love you know patterns and symmetry and mirrored images like uh, um you know escher style and it's so intricate and and detailed that at first when I saw it, I, I couldn't believe that it was done by hand. Like that's what's the that's the power of it. Because at first you're just like, it sounds, it sounds okay. Oh, this guy. Like I think when it's described, oh, this guy does art with aluminum can. It almost sounds gimmicky, and it's such a it's almost insulting to the the craft that you're doing. But it's so it's so beautiful to see. And as someone who loves black and white art, you know, and I, yeah, I'm colorblind, so I think that's why I'm drawn to it more. I think you know the the silver, the aluminum on the, you know, you use a lot of the, your images and even that, like the photos you take are really smart and they, they really show the power of the piece. You know, the, oh, the black backdrop, it really is really just screams out of the photo. And I, I just, it's really wonderful. And I think the fact that, it, you know, just to, to hear how it came to be, it, it's, it's really beautiful. Hey, thanks. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's funny. That's uh, one of the only, like artistic principles or the, or the elements of art that I, that's not involved is color. Uh, because the, the surface of the can becomes that, uh, so highly reflective that the color that, that would be, you know, that would be involved in the situation is actually reflected from the environment that the piece is in. Um, and, that's actually what led me to, well, it became necessary uh, in documenting the pieces because they're so reflective. Um, it's, it's different when, when you see a piece in person, the, the reflections and, and just the tiny inflections of movement and stuff when, you, when, you're, when you're in front of the piece, that's, what, that's what's uh, showing the form you know, that's what's informing you of the form. Uh, but when they're photographed, it becomes very tricky uh, to capture the form uh, because of that, because of the reflective surface. So I had to, so I, I had to spend a lot of time and effort and research and develop um, 
a method of of photographing the pieces. So I ended up uh, building building a, a documentation unit that has this has a controlled environment with lighting and uh, and, a, and a surface that reflects on the can that's that's designed to to show the the shape of the surface in in the in the best way possible and uh that's kind of what led me into into doing um uh more creative video work uh and uh and and, and getting it out there and like we've mentioned before like the ex- explanation of the work is is an important part of the work itself which is actually by some uh, some some in, in in the fine art world uh, can consider explanation kind of a like an unnecessary element of art uh like it was uh, uh the painter Renoir actually was quoted saying that uh that art is about emotion and that if it has to be explained then it's no longer art uh, that's actually something that I, I agree with the premise and, and I understand the the idea behind that, but uh, the explanation behind my work uh, is integral to the work itself. Uh, and I also think that that art is art is about emotion, of course, but I think it's about more than that. I think it's kind of a limiting statement. Uh, but yeah, uh, describing and explaining the work has become, you know, a something that I spend as much time and effort on that as I do uh, making the work itself. Yeah. I, I think that you look at it as it's a multi dimensional piece of the a piece of art. I mean, and so I think that you're not telling somebody how to feel, you're just telling somebody what, you know, what brought you to that. Like I can look at Monet or Renoir and I can say, okay, they're using acrylics and oil and they're doing, you know, they're using these strokes, but I mean, you're, you're kind of, you're doing your own. You I mean you're you're really like a pioneer. You're doing your you're really doing your own thing. And so I think even how you shoot it, I think it's great because the aluminum and the use of the light it almost allows some of the panes at at times to seem like they're they're black, like they're a different color. But mm-hmm. it's really just the the power of shadow and you know using light to to you know show depth, which is which is really which is difficult in and of itself. And that's your photography, you know. You know, it is definitely you know, does it it does it fair you know proper justice. You know, I have, again, I've not seen any of your pieces in person, so I think that would be a whole other experience. But I just think that that the the power of the photos really does it does it justice. And to your point, I could take that can you know and that sculpture and put it in three different rooms in my house, and because of what it does the, and the different light in those rooms, it would it would evoke you know different feelings, which is really great. Yeah, exactly. It does. It it does. It involves the the environment, you know, in its reflection. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it is like that. And I've I've actually designed uh, this you know, display enclosure that the that the sculptures are placed in for for viewing, and it's it's constructed completely out of of uh, clear uh, plexiglass. So it. Although it's there, it it's doesn't it doesn't necessarily provide any any visual obstruction to the piece. So it's, it's uh, 
it's just let in the environment you know, as much as it can. Now, Earl, you said kind of the first stage is the kind of the scrubbing of the the can. Do you have certain cans that you like or certain or like that? Have you gotten to a point where you thought of just buying just the empty cans or is the whole process kind of deciding the can that you're going to use for that, that piece? Yeah, it's the process, the process, uh, at least in my, in my opinion, it, it has to stay true to that involving the consumer process is, is a part of it. So, uh, so you know, buying an ordinary cans from the store, uh, I think is important just, uh, just as not just as the idea of it. Um, so then I, I have been, you know, offered and people suggest, uh, you know, that, that could start out with, with a blank can that, you know, a can that hadn't been printed yet. But that, I think that would kind of subvert the, the process slightly. Um, because, you know, one of the, one of the main, one of the underlying themes of the work is, is the kind of, um, is to expose the, the underlying beauty or the, or the inner beauty of, of this object. And then, you know, further, you know, further through the, through the theme, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the, it's the inner beauty. Um, so, so that, that is, a, that is an important part of it. Um, it probably save you, it's save you, it save you a lot of hours too, but I mean, I, I totally agree. I think that, right. It's kind of like skipping, you'd be skipping ahead. And I think that I, I don't know from like, from watching the videos and reading, you know, reading your, your work, uh, it just seems that the whole, like to your, to your earlier point about explaining it, I think that if it was just like, Oh yeah, well I go to the store, I got this can guy and I just, you know, buy, buy a 12 pack of cans and get going. Right. I mean, yeah, I think um, it's, it's interesting. Now, is it different? Do you have ones you, do you prefer cans that are printed on versus like a labeled can? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the printed ones are, are, are preferable. Um, and, and, and just for that reason, because it's been, because it's about the, a lot of it is about the material itself and how that material is treated. Uh, you know, cans are, they're printed in you know, uncountable, uh, number of variety. It's, you know, these different brands, all, all, all these different, uh, the contents are different. So to kind of, to, to literally strip that away and, and reveal this, you know, it becomes the can becomes that it's iconic self, uh, when the label is removed. Um, so, so that is part of it. Um, and, and like you would, like you had mentioned before, uh, just that, that very basic description of, of what I do and how it, how it doesn't necessarily reflect the nature of what I do. Uh, I, I actually embrace that also uh, because it, it it's it, something about the description and something about being true to the description, but taking this artistic liberty, it's kind of like an assignment. Uh, you know, when I was in, when I was in school, you know, in art class, you'd be given an assignment and the assignment is, you know, 
you say to use you know use primary colors to do this or that so so there's that objective and you can take that assignment and and something I'd like to do was to take you know, to take that information and then interpret it so staying staying true to the description yet interpret it in a way that goes as far beyond as possible. Um, and I think that's been, that's been a theme throughout my work, you know, when I was painting or sculpting or printmaking. Uh, I think it's that, I think it's that artistic interpretation that's at the core of art. Uh, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of, about art itself. Uh, and so I, I do, I use that uh, it, that basic description of my work, and it's it's kind of uh, I mean it's, it's kind of equivalent to to like a, a clickbait, but maybe in the in reverse clickbait, <laughs> where it's like you're uh, you know the description doesn't sound appealing, but the visual uh, is contrary to the description, and I, I think I think that we as humans kind of re- respond to that kind of thing. Because there's a contrast of of expectation, uh, so so yeah, I I embrace that. And uh, when I started doing the the video work uh, and getting and doing more creative video work, uh, they became uh, it was kind of a visual way of of embracing the description. So it's a it's a it's a literal. Uh, interpretation of the, of the description uh, but that's all so for instance I had made a video uh, and I used this a, a very simple editing trick so so I had a I had a solid can and I filmed I, I filmed myself just uh, swinging my hand down and, and crushing the can uh, and I I switched out the the solid can for for a sculpted can, and, and so the video appeared that I, had, you know, took a swing and crushed the can, and it and it was instantly formed into a finished sculpture, uh, which is that's not that's not how I do it. It's much more involved than that, but it was a but it was a visual. Uh, it was that simple description just carried out visually. Like I make sculptures by crushing empty aluminum cans, so so I carried that out visually. Although what you're seeing is not the is is not the the whole truth or the whole story, it's still this it's still accurate. Uh, and so that's actually become a, a, a part of the a part of the art and the presentation itself. Yeah, and folks, you can go check that out on the the YouTube channel. I saw that, and, and I love it. But and that's one of the things that's been hardest for me is trying to uh, verbalize. I don't come from an art background, but when I say things to people, like, "Oh, it's so simple," that to your to your kind of point of the the connotation of that to me, it's saying, "Oh, it's by saying it's simple or you know uh, basic." It it does. I'm not, I'm not trying to infer that it's easy, but sometimes people make that that leap, and so I my word choice, you know, sometimes I have to be, you know, I have to, I don't want to insult people. So I, I do love that you embrace that. And it's, 
like I said, watch the videos, folks. I mean, to how, how many hours are you are you putting into that? Like, how many hours is each can? I mean, obviously, there's probably, it probably varies by can, but what is what, yeah, is, the, what does, is the yeah what is the process like? It does vary. I would say it, it can take it can take between twenty and fifty hours uh, from start to finish, uh, depending on the complexity of the design. Uh, but even just the first step of of uh, scratching and, and polishing the can uh, can take several hours. Uh, I'm very meticulous about the process. So if I get through the sanding and I'm, I'm to the polishing stage and I, you know, I inspect the surface for, you know, for perfection, if, if there are, if there's still visible striation or lines on the surface, then, so essentially, have to start over, you know, with uh, with the finest sandpaper, and then work my way, or work my way from the roughest to the finest sandpaper, uh, to get the surface as, as as perfect and shiny as it can be. Uh, and then that's just the first steps. Uh, a lot of a lot of designs will take several attempts to achieve. Uh, with the I same do, with the I, same can. Or mm-hmm. is it okay? Well, it's uh, it, some some designs are will they'll, they'll take several attempts. So I'll, I'll 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 sculpt a piece, and you know sometimes there can be a mistake, and like it's it's very unforgiving. But at least when I impose my uh, my standard of of uh, of, of perfection on it, so I'm I'm looking at symmetry, um, balance. If, if there's things that are off, then you know, then I'll start over and, until I get it right. Uh, and uh, a, a big part of a big part of the result is that uh, you know, it, it's done by hand, uh, but. And there's this variety of, of shapes and, and patterns and, and uh, tessellations that, that can occur, but they're all, all of the results are, and they have to be uh, allowed to happen. Like, so the cylinder form ha- uh, allows these shapes to occur. You can't, so it, they, they can't be forced. Uh, you can't, you can't make it do whatever you want. Uh, it has to let you do what it wants or what it will allow. Um, so that, so there's a framework that, that you have to work within. And although that like within that limitation, there's still this technically infinite amount of variety that's, that's possible. Uh, so it becomes kind of a search to find what's possible. Um, and I'll often refer to, to the work it's as an art of possibility because it's it's about uh, discovering possibility uh, it's about the process of discovering possibility and what that takes um, so like and, and the longer I've done this the more I've uh, come to realize that and and realize how I guess it kind of there was a transition where where it went from making art and 
and a transition into making art a platform, it's a platform for these ideas and uh, it's a platform for the process itself. And so it becomes something that these ideas can be important to people who do other things, or it can be important uh, even if it's not something that's typically considered creative. Uh, it could be something where the, crea the creative process itself is, is kind of w what's being shown the light of. So, uh, so when I talk about how I got there and what it takes to get there, important in other areas, not just art or even well, say a lot of these ideas of, uh, a lot of the the concepts that I use, they're also used in other art. So, uh, like for in music, for example. Um, so, uh, you know, one one musical note isn't necessarily uh, you know, that interesting, uh, but when the note is repeated, when it's refined, when it's alternated. Uh, when it's arranged and composed, when the notes are combined into chords, when chords are combined into progressions, it becomes interesting and beautiful and amazing. So in the same way, this is you know, using the dent. You know, and the dent is you know normally just considered a flaw or uh, or an imperfection. When it's repeated and refined and alternated and composed. It becomes this becomes something beautiful. Uh, it can be the same way in performance. It can be the same way in you know in comedy. You know, repetition and refinement in comedy is, is you know is an, is an effective tool. It's it's an effective in performance, uh, dance, sport. Uh, the act of, of practice and is is important across the board. Uh, so, and that's, that's also a reason that I'd like to talk about and explain my work is, is because it's something that, at least in my opinion, it's something that's very important. It's something that uh, is very useful. And uh, so that, that gives me, that, that makes me happy to, to, and especially when people, you know, uh, recognize that. Uh, I think that's important. And we are back. That's right, folks. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, and we are interviewing a true 16-Ounce Canvas pioneer. It's just great perspective. I think that what I like is that the idea that a lot of times with fine art is that it's not spoken about. It's interpreted and it's perception and it's, you know, the idea of promoting it or explaining it to somebody is in many circles seen as you know, cheapening the experience or if you have to explain it, you know, as Noah mentioned, then it's not really fine art. But without being insulting to those folks, fuck that. This is 2000, almost 20. You know, what Noah's doing is something unlike we've seen before. 
he's explaining it in such a way that really makes it powerful. And I think that really helps it resonate with people. That's what it did with me. You know, the idea of something that is so common and elementary and simple and everyday consumer packaged good. You know, everyone knows aluminum can, probably either has one in their fridge, maybe has one in their trash can, has, you know, has seen one on the street, seen someone drive over it. Each one of those cans is unique. They're almost like little snowflakes. And he takes them through his process. I mean, spending upwards of 50, 60 hours on one can. That is just wonderful and stressful and beautiful and powerful and shows a level of commitment and thinking to do what he's doing with it through his hands, man. Let's cube a little Ben Harper with my own two hands. It's no fucking joke. It is incredible. We love you, Noah. I think we're doing is great. And please go check out his work. You know, please, please, please do that. I think that hearing my voice and hearing me, you know, you know, ramble on, you know, it's cool. I know you like that. You know, I got the, the sexy voice. It works out. Everyone's having a good time with it. But this is just, you know, Noah's work is is nothing like you've seen before. N-O-A-H, that spells Noah Delada, D-E-L-E-D-D-A, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.com, that shit. Just please, however you found us, you know, we're two clicks away from Noah, so please make an effort to follow along, check out his videos, check out his YouTube channel. Again, same handle, and just what he's doing is... It's truly unique, and it's really great about perspective and the appreciation of things, you know, everyday objects and everyday experiences to make something bigger than oneself, and it, yeah, I love this. I'm just, it's really, you know, again, big thanks to Matesh. It's really just, uh, it's really nice just to be able to learn. You know, I take a lot in when I do these interviews, but I feel that a lot of times, you know, I give back and I help shape the experience and I help shape you know, their perspective with our questions. But this one, you know, I, I took a lot. I took a lot. I don't know if I gave as much back. You know, I'd love to know what you guys think of the interview, but I really think that what, you know, Noah is putting out there and his art and his perspective and just the way he literally sees things, you know, is um, is incredible. So let's just get back into it. You're listening to 16-ounce canvas. Remember to use those hashtags, tic-tac-toe, pound signs, that's how we found, you know, that's how we teamed up with Noah is through recommendation. So your voice can be heard. You are part of this community. We are grateful. We thank you. And we look forward to hearing who you have up for us next. So here it is, part two. The art cram- cramming, crunching, slamming, denting artist machine, Noah Deleta, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Yeah, no, I'm- what I've uh, we've had we've had several artists um, that are more of that come from the the fine art uh, space more than maybe the graphic design or um, you know other areas and what I've really been what's really been powerful for me and I think of one of our first episodes with a gentleman named Max Toth it's just the way that you're able to articulate what you know the the way that your art brings emotions or interpretations because right as soon as you said the word dent. To me, I thought, oh, that would be, you know, oh, this dented can or this, you know, scratch or flaw. And 
you're able to like your the vision you have and the way your perception of things is you're able to take what is seen as a negative and tie it together and and make it this cohesive beautiful piece and so it's really a lot a lot of the interview right now I've been sitting back and listening to you because I'm really t- really just kind of you know absorbing your your perception of life and it's really just kind of uh it's bringing me you know it's bringing joy and so I just really I really I really appreciate that and I appreciate you for being able to like you said before a lot of times with art it's just kind of left there to be seen and and not described so you know and it's the classic well what do you see and it's almost like become like you know uh, characterized or cartoony thing oh you know it's kind of with a you know they have people have a posh accent and they talk like oh what do you see here and but like I think it's it's beautiful, you know, especially with street art and things, you know, the idea of putting it out there for people to see and so you taking something that is equatable regardless of, you know, social or economic class, you know, everyone uses cans, you know, you know, you know, whether it's for X, Y, or Z, you know, depending on what the, I mean the contents could all vary, but it's a it's a it's a universal uh, deliverable or consumer package good, you know, and so to to do exactly. what you're doing is is killer. Thanks, and and I think that it's that that it's so familiar is is uh, is what makes it so effective because everyone is familiar with this object, and and whether they know it or not, they're familiar with the method that it that was acted upon. Uh, so that's what's interesting, and and that was that's what makes the the description of of and the explanation of what I do important. Uh, but it's also something it, to tie back to what you said earlier about, about something being simple. Uh, I, I like to illustrate that, that simple, something being simple doesn't necessarily equate to, to it being easy. Right? It can actually, it can actually be extremely difficult to make something simple, uh, to make a process simple, to make, uh, to make a drawing, to make an image simple, like to simplify something can actually take more effort than, than making something complicated. Uh, you know, you see that in, in engineering. Uh, it's, it, it's something that happens and, you know, all around us. Uh, but, but yeah, so, so part of what I do is to, is to kind of, is to point out that, that simplicity is is important, and that and it can take a lot of work to achieve simplicity. Uh, but it is often equated with you know simple is easy, uh, or uh, when which is really not the case. It's it's maybe counterintuitive, but simple is effective. Uh, you know, the less the less moving parts, you know, the the, the more efficient the process is. Uh, the better it is, right. you know, or the easier it works. And, you know. So that that's also that's also something I try to embrace. Yeah, it's like I think of you know we have a we have a Honda Pilot, and it's like the first car I've ever had where you don't need to you know just push button and like just pushing a button to start a car is really easy. But you know there's a million you know pieces that are working to make that happen you know and keep me keep me and my family safe. So yeah, I think it's um. I, I, what I like is is that you're aware of the these the the pro, the negative and the 
positive connotations and you keep saying you've embraced it and I think there's no better way to describe that I think it's re- really being true to it because art art can be art can be um, difficult for people to just jump into because they feel that there's a there's a divide and and it has a sometimes gets a negative connotation of maybe you know if you, you know you have to be a higher status or something so I think that your your art is so approachable to people because hey they're just intrigued by how something so simple can be so beautiful and so I and how you're how you're sharing your your process with people is is wonderful because it's you know it it's really it really is the true behind the curtain and it's uh and you know and, and it's and another thing with that it's so unique that you know that you're you know, you're making that available to people, which you know it's um, you know I think you'll you you've already inspired others. You know, you inspired me, and so I think that's 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 really great. Thanks. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, that is important to me, and that. Uh, I mean, I've I've been inspired by art since I can remember, and so kind of you know enlightening others, especially especially people who who aren't prone to to appreciate or be interested in art. Uh, like I said, this object is, is an effective, it, it just crosses that barrier. Uh, so, I mean, the idea that, the idea that I've inspired or, or enlightened people about art or about the creative process, I mean, that, that just means, I mean, that means the world to me. It's, there's nothing better than that for me. Uh, so, I mean, so that that is a big part, and that that's throughout the years it, it was it was interesting to, to go through it, and especially to look back on 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 the path that kind of led me here. There were there were point there were points of inspiration that that kept that kept the process going, um, and it, in in a way to where it was almost like it was being revealed to me. Uh, which which I thought was interesting because it was something that I wasn't that I wasn't focused on it in that way, but it, it kind of showed itself to me just enough to just enough to to create that the curiosity and and the inspiration to continue. Um, and you know, there were ups and downs. There were periods of of intense inspiration and, and discovery. And then there would be times where, where I wouldn't think about it for a month or so at a time, uh, until it reached it, it kind of reached a critical point to where, to where it was became kind of undeniable, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it, who you it are. Is, it is interesting in that way. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely has become. And like I said, I've been making art since I was since I was a kid. Um, and, and doing more traditional forms of art, um, and, and looking back on it now is you know doing something that's this that's unique. Um, but I I still I can kind of identify myself in all of my art. You know, I, I can identify the ideas uh, in the can sculptures that I had when I was painting. So it, like the, the geometry. These ideas of repetition, uh, like when I've always been very interested by geometry, uh, okay, in math in general. Yeah, 
you're, yeah, like I said, they're, the patterns are, are prominent. Is that to take a step out, out of the, how do you, you know, what's the, the process before, right? So you have the, you have the empty canvas, you know, it's, uh, but how, the, those patterns are so intricate and symmetrical, you know, talking about math. Is there, are you drawing, are you drawing them first or are you, is the can, are you letting the can speak to you and then it evolves through the, you know, the sculpting process, you know, what is, yeah, what, what is that? It's the, it's the latter. Um, discovering, discovering or, or executing a shape, like I said, it, it, it's a, it's a cooperation with the cylinder. So you you have to basically ask the cylinder what it will let you do. And you have to do that by, you know, squeezing the can, like forming a dent, forming a crease, uh, and then repeating, uh, so I, I actually do, I make, I make diagrams of the patterns. And so I'll draw out patterns, but that's an afterthought. So, and it's a question that's come up before. And it's funny at one point, <laughs> there's, <laughs> it's funny when, when people will, will disagree or, or um, not argue, but, uh, but this is one point uh, that has been a point of contention. Uh, because you can't make the can do whatever you want. You can't shape it any way you want. So you, you can't draw, you can't do a sketch and be like, I'm, this is the design I'm going to make. And then, and then, and then, and then do it because the, the structure of the cylinder may or may not allow it. Uh, so the drawings and the, and the diagrams are an afterthought uh, or they come afterwards. Uh, but it's that, it's hands-on uh, trial and error uh, process that that reveals the, the different possibilities of, of of pattern and shape. Uh, and to this point, it has been uh, these you know, tessellated patterns and and geometric forms that range from you know uh, basic shapes. They go you know into more organic flowing forms. This, there's such a wide variety that's, that's possible. Um, it, it kind of ties into math in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And it, uh, it reflects the idea of, of infinity uh, or more specifically the idea of infinities because you know, math describes multiple infinities. Uh, so I kind of use that as a kind of as a guide and it's also useful for description. So to say, um, if you imagine a can, you know, in this theoretical environment, uh, so say, say an empty can is, is just smashed and crushed over and over again. Uh, the result would be unique every time. Uh, you know, a can would never crush the same way. Uh, there would always be, you know, there would always be a different, each, each result would be unique uh, in an infinite number of ways. So within that infinite number of, of possibility, there's a smaller infinite number of, of possibilities that are beautiful. Uh, 
and so that's where that's my wheelhouse <laughs> so i that's what i search for is is throughout this number of of infinite possibility you know, which one which ones are beautiful which ones are aesthetically pleasing um and and so that's kind of my it is it is kind of a it is kind of a search for that um and it's an ongoing it's an ongoing process uh earlier in the development <clears throat> there there would be uh, uh, new discovery of, of new shapes or possibilities would be more common. Um, and so to date, uh, those, those new discoveries have become more rare, um, but more special when they occur. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what it's become in, to me, like, uh, you know, because I inherently understand this this process and what's going on. And although I I spend a lot of effort describing and conveying these ideas, uh, on my side it is it has become this um, kind of a quest uh, to discover, um, and and the <laughs> the thing that kind of keeps me going is I know that there's always another discovery. Uh, it's, you know, I, I might, you know, it could be years down the road. I'm, you know, it could say it could be years. You know, I haven't made a new, a new discovery in years, but I know that there, I know there still is more to discover. Like, so that's kind of encouraging, you know, to kind of keep me going. Uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's kind of where, that's, that's where I come. That's, that's my motivation and my, my goal, uh, personally, that's, I'd say that's my, kind of my roadmap. Yeah. And, and to talk about the infinities, I mean, the piece, the, the, with the patterns, it's really hard to say, you know, where it begins and where it ends. I mean, it probably, it really just ends when, when you, you know, when you, when you say, okay, this is, you know, this is done, but like the fact that you, you let, it speaks to you and then you know it, it speaks to others and it's a different conversation for everyone it's just it's yeah i'm really yeah no i'm really i'm really your perception on on things and what you know as you go towards your your ten thousand hours your little malcolm gladwell of of discovery you know it seems like uh it's it's been a wonderful journey i really just it's it's really it's i like to think that you know all the art and way you've looked at life has kind of led you to this point and you really embraced it. And I just, you know, again, thank you for, for sharing your, your perspective. You know, it's so, it's so much more than just a can. It's, it's wonderful. Thanks. It's, it's my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I think now do you have, do you have certain cans that have that, that, okay, this, I don't, Coke doesn't do 16 ounces, but like to say this, this beer, this, this soda, and they have, they've had different experiences that one can't, you know, or, like you like the can you look at a can and know who made that can and then think of a piece that you made and do you do you get in that part of your head like i would i would i, I don't know I, I look at things differently now so i'm just kind of curious <laughs> well i i've i've been I've, I've been all over the place with it so i mean and it's something i do you know when i if i go to the bar or any any time that i end up with a can <laughs> it it happens uh 
and I've practiced uh, with all different types of cans. Uh, there's you know, a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, European cans, or uh, the aluminum can be thicker. Uh, some brands will have a, you know, I guess there's different gauges of, of alum, aluminum that are, that are used. Uh, and that does play a factor, and there, there's different sizes. Um, yeah. So I will, like, I do a lot of practicing, and so it's easier to practice with a smaller can. So I'll do that. Although the, the, the tall variety of can is preferable. Um, just because of the, the proportion of, of height to width, you know, the more height you have, the basically the more, the more working area you have. Hmm. So, so I typically will use the, the tall variety of can, um, yeah, you're, really any type yeah. of it's it, it it can be it can be done on any type of can essentially wow yeah it's yeah when you're literally like i was saying like a literal 16 ounce canvas it's it's amazing so we were just kind of it's uh it's a great way to, to start off the season yeah it, it just it makes you think yeah like the the oil cans like the foster style then you know the, you know there's so many it's when you, when i step out and just think of all the possibilities it must be a it's uh it's another uh, infinity i guess yeah yeah and it's uh a lot of people you know, when people see out people like to uh, you know throw ideas out when when they when they see my work it's something that's that it's a reaction that i really appreciate uh, there's a lot, a lot of people will, you know, say this would be really cool if you, you know, made it into a lamp, or if it was, or if you, you know, poked holes in it and put a light inside, or if it cut them apart and made it into this other thing. Uh, and I really, I really appreciate these ideas, and I, I love that people it gets people's wheels turning good on. But I explain that that if it stops being a can, then it stops being what it is, you know? So it's, although it's, there's this transformative process, it still remains the object that it is. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't cross the line to, to become something else. Like it always just remains that, that object. Uh, and, and, like like I talked about before, it's by definition it, it has to be what it is, and which makes it by definition it's no different than than what you see in the trash can or you know on the side of the street after a party. It's it's a dented can, you know. So it can never stop being that, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, my that's, my that's yeah. important. Yeah, my yeah my suggestion was there. Some I've seen some breweries do the. They buy them. They're all black to start. Like they just think they'll better. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure they're black cans. I don't think they're painted black. So that, I think that that was my suggestion. But I, 
was going to make it. I was I was waiting for how you said that. Like, oh, have you tried this? Like, but I guess I did make that suggestion, so you can't take that back. <laughs> so when no, you're, it, it's, yeah, it's something, and I I appreciate that. Uh, you know, that that response from people that, that that shows to me that it's working. You know that that it's that it's making people think and. and uh, that's that's really I think that's really important to me because especially in this day and age it, we see so much on the internet like everyone has this outlet and it, it's amazing it's great I I think that I think this you know modern technology has been has been a boost for art and creativity uh, but it, it has its ups and downs it can it can be um, in kind of an overload it can kind of be like an information overload to where you can scroll through Instagram and see so much amazing art and photography uh, that it can be, it can become overwhelming almost to where you, 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 you know, it's just, you're only seeing the surface, uh, but it's, I think the more important part and the part that I try to point out is, is what's just, what's under the surface. Uh, that's, that's interesting. That's inspiring and beautiful also. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that after, after a party, you see a trash can full of uh, empties, you must've been thinking <laughs> like, Oh, look, all that potential, all those, all those pieces yeah. right there. <laughs> you yeah. you must be an avid recycler. <laughs> Yeah, well, I do. It's I go through a lot of cans, and so um, there will be like when I when I practice like uh, and the, and when I practice, it, it kind of shows that there's two there's two modes that I that I work in. Uh, when I practice, I can work very I can work very fast and loose and, and kind of. Uh, in, in a freehand kind of way. Um, and that's how it's, uh, carrying it out in that way is a great way to discover, uh, discover a new possibility. Um, then once I've discovered, uh, a design or, or an arrangement, I'll, you know, I'll repeat it and refine it. I'll, so there's, so I'm, I'm establishing an order of operations. I'm establishing uh, a baseline to build off of. And then when I execute a piece, a piece that I would present and sell, uh, then I work in a different mode where I'm very calculated and precise. I work, <clears throat> you know, I obviously work a lot slower uh, with a lot more intent and, you know, attention to detail. Uh, so it is, so I will end up with a lot of cans and uh, there's ones that I'll save. Uh, and then there's ones that don't make it and they'll just get completely smashed and, uh, and recycled. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah that, and I, you and know, I, it's, it's feeding the process. Right. And I think that trying to speed it up, who's to say that, you know, that, the most beautiful piece, you know, quote unquote, that you ever made couldn't be from something that you did in a, in a kind of a hackathon type of a way, right? I mean, that's how some great, great ideas come together. People just 
stepping outside of the 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 norms or the limitations and trying things in a new way it, it, yeah i don't think it i mean obviously i think the 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 intimacy and the you know the amount of time you spend on it is is part of its beauty it was something so simple that you're able to dedicate so much time to you know it's it's rebirth but yeah it, it's interesting cuz you you new ways to to do the cans or or shapes the form and pattern so it's uh yeah it's it's really wonderful to, to speak to you. Thanks. Um, one more question. This one is uh, less artsy, but I'm just I'm kind of curious um, with, uh, with the amount of time you're spending on the pieces. Uh, is there music you're listening to, or you know what's the what's the vibe like over there like when you're when you're creating this? Do you have certain playlists or styles of music you're listening to? It depends. You know, I've it's funny because I I come from a musical family. Uh, my father and my older brother are both uh, extremely talented musicians. Uh, and, and I love music. I even like to, to dabble, it, dabble in it and my, uh, myself. You know, I like to play drums and, and guitar a little bit. But my, my, <laughs> the music that I listen to, especially when I work, um, it's, it's, it's different. And, it, and it's funny that you brought that up because it, it, it's something that I'm not even quite, I'm not even quite sure what's going on. Uh, but a lot, a lot of times I have, I'll listen to classical music or I have, there's, it's funny, there's one, there's one song that I listen to on repeat, <laughs> and it, and it right now it's uh, it's a song by the band uh, the the Cults. Uh, they're a band from New York. They're kind of like an indie indie rock band. And they had this one. They had this one particular song, and I don't know why. But I can I can just listen to this one song on repeat over and over and over again. <laughs> and just recently, like say within the past couple of weeks, that has b- literally been my jam. I'll just I'll I'll pop it open, and it'll just play over and over and over again. What song? What's the song? It's called uh, Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, the... yeah, I think that what you're doing, because just talking to you, it's almost a meditative. I mean, you're probably in it out of like, I don't know, the, at this point, it's almost like it's like a singing bowl to you, probably, right? It helps you probably get in this place where you're able to really lock in. So it, it makes sense to me. I haven't heard the song, but yeah. just the idea of, you know, over and over again. And it, yeah. And it's something, and, it, and, it, and this is kind of a new phenomenon. I'm, I'm even just talking about it now. I'm kind of realizing <laughs> what I've been doing. Uh, because in the past, it would be, you know, you, you put on a playlist and, and, you know, and just have music on in the background. But it, it, it has been, kind of, it's become kind of a, a new, or at least kind of formed itself in a new way for me. Um, you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm gonna have, to, gonna have to actually think about this and think about what's going on here. Uh, 
but but yeah, I mean, I jeez, hmm. got you thinking. Look at that. Look at that. Flipped it up. <laughs> yeah. Flipped it on you, man. Asking the important questions. I see. Hey, no, um, yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, it's also yeah, it's self-serving because we talk to folks from all around the world and across the country, so. We always yeah. we always get turned on to new stuff and just kind of trying to understand what where some folks are very in silence. Others have stat comes like static or stuff in the background, but it's not a focal point. Others rock out. So yeah, and also in you know music, uh, music creates that environment, the sonic environment that that you're in, uh, and my art studio is actually in, it's in Ybor city, which is kind of the, it's the historic uh, district of Tampa. It's near the port. Uh, and it's called, it's, it's also, it's kind of the entertainment or it's, it's, it's an, it's a entertainment, it's an entertainment uh, district. So even during the day there, uh, and my studio it's on the second floor and it kind of, it overlooks the main strip of, of, of the area. And so there's always kind of this noise and, and, and bustling. And especially at night when, you know, when, when people are out, you know, and enjoying themselves and stuff, there's this kind of energy and sound that, that comes just from the street and from the, the energy of, of, of the area itself is kind of a, kind of plays in almost like a music itself and i that's been i mean through the years that's been you know that's the kind of the background noise that that occurs naturally and i think that that energy is 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 important it's it's inspiring it's kind of uh it's kind of energizing um uh, yeah yeah, I think it's cool because if you look at what you're doing, you're 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 bringing a piece of, you know, that outside in you know in and reinterpreting it. But you're if you could say that you're using the the sounds or you know and the the atmosphere around you as part of it, like brewers do with like wild fermentation and you know cool ship type stuff. They take the the ingredients from the environment and you know let let it do its do its thing. So that's yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually, um, you know, I've, you know, and to kind of, kind of, uh, cross over here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of, uh, of the, of the brewing process. And it, I mean, if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say that the brewing process, uh, reflects some of these, some of these ideas and, the, the processes that occur naturally and by accident. So, you know, the, the first fermentations happen by accident. There was, you know, it's, it's in the air, uh, you know, these, you know, obviously, the, you know, people back then, you know, thought that, you know, uh, that mold and, and these growths were, or, or yeast that they that it was these they called it uh, spontaneous generation, where they thought it just grew out of nothing, you know before before microscopes were invented and, and all this stuff. So these things were happening, you know, by accident or they were happening naturally 
and then they were being embraced and refined and developed, uh, you know, by artists, by artisans that, that, you know, that made this, that made an observation and noticed something and then noticing that, you know, led to new discoveries. And then before, you know, these discoveries were made without, without even necessarily knowing what was, what was happening or, or why it was happening. It's just that it was happening was important. That's, I mean, that's even kind of the way that that it happened. You know that that my art you know, evolved and, and developed. These things were happening. You know, these things happened by accident. They were observed. Uh, they were developed and, and and refined without really knowing why at first. But then through through you know through research and, and further development. You kind of discover the underlying mechanism of of what's creating, you know, what's creating this result. And this, I'm I'm still at a point to where you know what I do. I consider it beautiful, and I, I have a I have a limited knowledge of of geometry in a two dimensional <laughs> uh, form. And although my my dad is. Uh, He's he's a mathematician, uh, and a and a genius mathematician uh, at that. And we'll talk about we'll talk about these things. And he understands math in in a way that I never that I never could. But but he's helping to identify you know, these things that are these things that are happening are they're established. There's you know there's a there's an area of math called topology. Uh, it's used in different ways. It, for one use is to establish uh, efficient networks. So it's it's like kind of a network solution thing to where uh, it's, it's used in city planning how you know how to build roads most efficiently, roads and bridges, uh, or networks, uh, computer networks. Uh, but it's also a study of, of the three-dimensional form. Uh, and it, it's super complex, <laughs> super complicated. Uh, physical structure and all these things, the way they're de- that they're described mathematically is so amazing and, and complex and there's so much to it. And uh, So I'm still kind of like a caveman <laughs> who's, who's discovered that if you leave this, uh, this, this boiled rice water with sugar in it. If you leave it out, you know, at the right time of year, that, 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 you know, these drifting particles in the air will will will, uh, will start this process of fermentation. So I, I I am kind of like the caveman in that way, where I'm scratching the surface of this, but there's so much that underlies it. There's you know, there's like with the brewing industry, there's there's this chemistry and these uh, uh, these chemical reactions that are occurring with, and with what I'm doing, there's this, you know, there's, there's complex, uh, equations that describe the surfaces, uh, that are occurring. Uh, because the, the cylinder itself is this very important, uh, geometric form. 
that allows this variety of possibility. Uh, so it, it goes so far. There's so many rabbit holes that this that it goes down, and 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 that you know, I could never get to the bottom of any of them. So I do kind of try to stay, you know, stay at the top, on the top level. But uh, but I think it's just so interesting that that's that that's that's what lies in that. There's so much. There's so much more. Uh, that's happening that, you know, a lot of, most people who, who enjoy a craft brew, they're, they're not necessarily thinking about this. Oh, this is delicious. Or this, this goes great with the steak or whatever, you know, but there's so much more that goes into it. And I think that's, I mean, almost to an infinite level. And I, I think that's, I think that's what's really interesting because that's what attracts I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what kind of creates something for everyone. There's, there's people who can enjoy something on, on the surface level. And there's people that enjoy something on these deeper levels, uh, or have knowledge of, of these things on deeper levels. Um, I think it's great. I mean, it's just, it's, it's infinitely interesting, uh, and, it, and it's and it's all around us, you know. And I think that's what's great. Um, I, yeah, I agree. It's a it's a great time for that, especially yeah. There's new styles that are being made and hybrids and collaboration. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just uh, it's it's yeah. I, I've tried to homebrew. I did two or three times, and so while the beer was nothing to write home about <laughs> on a microcosm, it gave me a new appreciation for everything. So just you know, and then a lot of, a few more breweries now do tours, and you can kind of see you know, what's going on back, you know, backstage. And so it's been, uh, yeah, it's been really nice. And I think even with social media to see, oh, with, you know, the cool ships and, you know, what have you, some of the, the greats, what they're doing. And I got to spend a little time recently in Belgium and just visit a few of, the, of those breweries. And so it's, wow, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, it's really not, it's really wonderful. And just, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a whole new appreciation for, for what's going on. And, uh, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it, I think you, uh, you're, you're a very humble man, dude. And I, I think you don't give yourself enough credit, but I think maybe that's part of your, your process, but, um, yeah, the, the patterns and symmetry and geometry that you're doing by literally by hand, you know, is, uh, is, is, is it's, I like that. It's like you're trying to figure out pie by hand, you know, how far you can go with it. Yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to, again, I th- thank you so much for, for taking the time to be a part of this, the, the project. Hey, thanks to you. I, I really appreciate it. Awesome, man. It's, uh, wasn't too painful, pleasure. right? Wasn't too painful. You're you're an easy no, guest. No, no, you're, no. An, you're an easy guest, man. Oh, thanks. I mean, I've it's I I do a lot of I do a lot of talking about it. So I'm hopefully I mean I'm I have my good days and bad days. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we we all do. But yeah. but <laughs> but talking about it is it's something I enjoy a lot. It's something I've like again I've practiced and, and repeated enough. To, uh, to hopefully I can do a good job at it. You did, yeah, you did a great so, job. You make you for a great guest. It's probably go live in like two weeks. We're gonna turn it around quick. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Um, yeah. If there's anything else you need for me, I mean, I, I have. Uh, uh, I mean, I can email you. I, I can make sure you have my links and stuff. But I can email you links. Uh, yeah, I'll probably poach a couple. I'll probably poach a couple of the images off your your site and uh, Instagram. Perfect. 
And Perfect. then I'll be, um, I'm trying to finalize our season 10 announcement video. I'm waiting for somebody to send a, their photo, which is one of the more painful parts of this process. And then, um, yeah, and so then I just do the editing here at, at the home studio. So we'll be good to go. Awesome, awesome. And wh where are you based? Uh, I live in Connecticut. So uh, I'm oh, from nice. Philadelphia. I live in Connecticut. And, uh, yeah, I do I do about 90% of them in my uh, home studio slash spare bedroom. Yeah, it's been it's been really nice. It's a little hard. Awesome. Yeah, we've done a few in person. Those are, those are, those are more fun. But um, I'm not an audio uh, geek as much, so I don't know. And it's a I, I use I use Wii a lot, but it's a it's a royal Wii. It's a, it's a it's a party of one. So it's uh, it's you know there's only so many things I can can do. Just, but we'll see. We're excited. We're we're gonna try some new stuff this year and see where we go. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you're inspiring. Yeah, you're yeah. you're inspiring for that. And at some point, I would love to, you know, get one of your pieces uh, you know, for our home. I just think it's I, I'd probably just stare at it for hours. So I don't know. It's it's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so you're, you're you're doing great stuff, man. And so I, I thank you. This is such a cool experience. I, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate it too, man. All right. Well, you have a great day, <laughs> and I will. Uh, I will hey, talk. I will talk to you soon. Great. Yeah. If you need anything. Yeah. Same. Th same. Yeah. If, if you have anything coming up, if you're doing events, you know, you want to promote. You know, not just you know for this season. You know, you're now part of the family, and anything we can do to help you, you know, we're uh, we're always on board. Excellent. I appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, take care. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Season 10 kicks off with a banger. Literally a can art banging motherfucker. Sorry, no, I don't know. You know, you're very calm and collected, but this this interview got me in a good place, and I'm just excited. And I just want to, I just want everybody to hear this episode and then listen. I don't know. Maybe we can find a way that we take this interview and we can sync it up like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz and make some cool shit with Noah's work. But it is, yeah, it's great. I am 10 million percent blessed. I say it a lot. And each week, I say it more. But it's so fucking cool. Because, I mean, Noah takes a can, which all you fools out there are probably having one, crushing it and throwing it out. You know, we've called it the mini art show. We've called it the, you know, the you know, your, your fridge is a larger, you know, art gallery. You know, the appreciation, maybe hold that can a little bit more. But if you got one of Noah's cans in your hand, man, put that shit somewhere to see it. Take it in. Appreciate it. It's beautiful. We look forward to getting one, you know, to find a proper home for it, you know, here at the 60-ounce canvas. You know, we are blessed just to, to be, you know, associated with Noah, and so we do appreciate that. Remember, check him out on his .com, Noah Deleda, N-O-A-H-D-E-L-E-D-D-A.com. It's also his Instagram and his YouTube channel, so check that out. It You know, my voice does not do it justice, but, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, if Noah ever needs some voiceover work for one of his amazing videos, you know, we're, we're volunteering for that. But we hope to we hope to work with Noah again in the future. He's just a he's a wonderful talent, and he's a you know good guy, and he's got a great perspective on life, which I think really resonates. You know, to commit yourself 
to that craft and the amount. And if you look at some of the videos, you can see in the background all the cans he has, kind of at different phases of the process. It is wonderful. It is beautiful. We thank you for listening. If you have a chance to, please head over to iTunes, Google, wherever it is you know that you're indulging us, imbibing, relaxing, enjoying, road tripping with us. You know, leave a review, click some stars. We'd love to hear from you, and we thank you. And until next week, where I will be in London, I'm AJ, and this is the 16-Ounce Canvas, and we are out. <laughs>